Hey listeners, this is Albert Luna, Editor-in-Chief here at The Roundup. Just want to take a quick minute to say that this episode of the NMSU Roundup News and Culture Podcast is brought to you by North Main Self Storage, located at 1712 North Main Street. North Main Self Storage is your first and only stop when it comes to storing things over this busy summer. Listen, students. During this time, there's a lot of movement in terms of going into apartments, getting out of dorms, um, and having to put your stuff over the summer in a place where you want it to be safe and you want it to be climate controlled. The full nine yards, why don't you go check out North Main Self Storage. Call them at 575-524-7324. We're also brought to you today by Neon Desert Music Festival 2018, students. We're getting closer and closer to that May 26th, May 27th weekend of a great music festival here in the borderland right down the street in downtown El Paso. There's going to be Martin Garrix at the drive-in, Gucci Mane, Dylan Francis, Cardi B, Third Eye Blind, so many, so many great artists that are going to be coming. And don't forget that the Roundup's also giving away free tickets, so be looking on our social media accounts as well. If you don't win one of the ticket giveaways, no worries. Just log on to www.neondesertmusicfestival.com. You want to get them before the day of, so you can save a little money on that. And remember, you can get a two-day general admission. You can get a VIP. You can even get a platinum VIP as well. You can also get them in person at Happy House in Sela Vista Mall in El Paso, as well as Headstand at 4409 Dyer Street, also in El Paso. Make sure you don't miss out on the premier music festival in the Borderland in 2018. Go get your tickets today. And with that being said, students, we'll jump into the news and culture podcast as I brought on Alana Herrera to talk NMSU politics and some other related topics. So let's jump into that now. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the NMSU Roundup News and Culture Podcast. My name is Albert Luna. I'm the editor-in-chief here at the Roundup. Pleased to be joined here with um, Alana, who is our political writer, um, one of our political writers here. Alana, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you, Albert? Good. Um, yeah, so obviously uh, had a little break here on the News and Culture Podcast. Wanted to kind of resume it, um, kind of going more into the news side of things. And with that, um, wanted to talk a little bit on... A lot of the political things that have happened here on campus um, recently, um, I know one of the last, uh, in the last time that uh, listeners have have been with us, they had, um, we had talked about the ASNMSU elections, and obviously we have uh, winners for those, so we might go over those briefly. I know you wrote a story on uh, the incoming uh, president and vice president of ASNMSU and kind of like what their plans are going forward and things like that. We'll talk about that for a minute. Um, and also, um, you, you're on the Senate beat with us. So you cover all Senate meetings and things like that with ASNMSU. And then on top of that, um, you also covered, you cover regularly board of regents. You weren't at their last meeting, but we can talk about that as well. And also you covered the, um, the story on, uh, the people for the, the finalists for, uh, chancellor as the search has, uh, winded down to now, um, I think five, right? Five, five people. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll cover all of that. Um, I guess just first off, um, we'll get started on the 
um, on just how Senate has been going. I know you've uh, you were you were at Senate last night um, of, at the time of this recording. Um, just talk about how Senate's been as they're winding down. Um, any updates from uh, ASNMSU Senate? Last night was a pretty big meeting for ASNMSU. Um, each year they have a General Appropriations Act that gets passed, and that's kind of just the overlying budget for the upcoming school year. Um, this uh -huh. year it rings in in total at $895,000. Um, that's an increase about $18,000 from last year. Uh -huh. um, and that's including an increase in pay for the administrative assistant, Lorraine. Okay. So that kind of went on last night. Um, there was a long debate. I'm sure it ma lasted a few hours. Um, but other than that, they passed a few student bills and they're doing good. Yeah. Um, how do you, how has the dynamic been since, uh, obviously, uh, Emerson's been elected president and then Linda's been elected vice president. Um, how has the whole dynamic been, um, I guess, within Senate or from what you've heard around at, uh, ASNMSU in general, kind of like the transitioning and things like that? Have you heard anything uh, in regards to that? Um, Linda and Emerson are preparing for their roles. They're really excited. Um, but as for right now, business, as far as Senate meeting goes, is business as usual. Um, they have one more meeting left before they get sworn in and into their new positions. So, What day do they get sworn in, the two of them? Um, it should be the last Senate meeting, obviously. Last Senate meeting, which so is that's the like, 26th. Yeah, like late April, somewhere mm -hmm. around there. Um, so, so where do you kind of see the, uh, I guess just overall, like, where do you kind of see the outlook of Senate? Um, I know you covered it for a good semester this year. Um, how have you seen it develop? Where do you see it going next year? And maybe things that um, they tried to get done that just couldn't get done, things like that. Um, I know a lot of it's through appropriations and things like that. But um, do you feel like, I guess, just like what's your opinion on how they've been uh, this semester so far? Um, this semester, they've been really good. Emerson does a great job of keeping everybody accountable for the bills that they write and pass. Um, Linda has a really strong voice in the Senate right now, so I'm looking forward to see her kind of transition into a role of power as she'll yeah. be overseeing the Senate meetings next um, year. Yeah. So she's kind of gone from, well, that like having a voice of power into basically not being able to kind of have to be impartial in, in a few in a few months once she gets, uh, once she gets sworn in. So that's going to be a cool dynamic to watch for next year. Um, I guess just like additionally, just wrapping up with like ASNMSU, um, I know we had talked about this with candidates. We said that, you know, it, we thought it was a smooth year for ASNMSU and in terms of like what they've, uh, what they've done, how do you kind of see that going next year in terms of, um, is there big things on the agenda for next year that they're trying to get in place or, um, is it just kind of like, uh, kind of see how it goes, uh, or kind of as it, yeah, kind of as it goes, like well, you'll see from there kind of thing. One of the things that was debated a lot last night was um, the budget for food cost. Mm -hmm. At a lot of events this past year, they've had food and they wanted to increase their budget from $2,000 to $5,300 last night. They ended up settling again at $2,000 as many senators didn't believe an increase in that mm -hmm. was necessary. Yeah. So... I kind of want to talk a little on um, kind of switching gears a little bit. 
I want to talk a little bit on the um, kind of upper administration, like Board of Regents and stuff like that. Um, I know one thing that obviously the elephant in the room right now is like that they have, they've cut, cut it down to five people, right? Uh, the search committee did. Um, from what you're hearing, where I guess where does that stand right now um, in terms of the people that have been selected? Um, and do you maybe think there's maybe a front runner in there? Um, and just how that whole dynamic is kind of, uh, kind of affecting how it could affect the university going forward. Um, there was a lot of, there was, I guess a lot of, um, a large vetting process that these candidates had to go through. There was a large number of candidates. The pool got narrowed down to about five to actually five. Um, but as far as a front runner, I don't foresee anyone coming up ahead of anyone else. They are set to visit the campus in a couple weeks, and we should see um, where where that'll go from there. Yeah, I kind of wonder um, of the five people that have been selected. I know how many are from NMSU right now. Is it, is it one or is it two that are uh, like actually? From NM or is it? There's only one from only... NMSU. He's um he's an alum from the engineering department. That's what I thought. Yeah. His name's Dan E. Arvisu. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah. So I guess just like on top of that, where do you kind of see, like obviously with the chancellor leaving this summer and the new one coming in, um, where do you think are going to be some of the main points that they're like issues they're going to be walking into on day one basically in terms of like where the university's at, um, maybe enrollment, things like that? Well, going back to um, the candidates, there's only two that are really involved with New Mexico, and that's Barbara Damron. And, from the higher education, yeah. Yeah, and she actually ran um, for the University of New Mexico, but she was not selected. Mm -hmm. So I think they did stress highly was that, the candidate that's going to be selected needs to have a lot of pride and Aggie spirit. And walking into where NMSU stands right now, they're going to be dealing with um, tuition increases. They're going to be dealing with um, a drop in a drop in enrollment that's projected for the upcoming school year, and um, trying to balance that with the the demands from the athletic department as far as the money that they want or they yeah. think they need. So yeah. I think there's a lot of things that go into that. Yeah. You kind of mentioned the whole thing about enrollment and, um, and things like that. Where do you, um, I guess like, where do you, where do you see the, the whole dilemma of enrollment coming into the, I guess the overall kind of, I don't know, the overall kind of conversations of, um, the tuition increase and things like that. And, you know, we were just talking uh, before we got on the podcast, there's other ways that the school can, you know, get more revenue coming in, but maybe there's, maybe they're just not taking full advantage of it. So to say, um, in terms of some of these avenues, I know one of them that we mentioned was like parking. Right. Um, and I, I forgot what you had said. Exactly. You can kind of chime in on this of there was something with uh, parking right now. I know regions have the power to raise that, that money uh for each parking permit and things like that but it's like super cheap to park here yeah for a full year it rings in about 60 dollars um and compare that with unm around 500 dollars yeah 
it should be, to me, I feel like students, incoming freshmen, prospective students who are looking at the cost of college, that would encourage them to come to New Mexico State as well as our athletic achievements in the past year. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of wondering, why aren't students wanting to come here? What are we doing wrong and what can we do differently to encourage yeah. these students to come to NMSU and and um, contribute to to our community and, and hopefully lower tuition costs in the future? Yeah, it's interesting that, you know, and you, you had mentioned this too, and I, I was just thinking of this, like, you know, it's so interesting that in a time when to it or when obviously tuition needs to be raised because of enrollment. I think that that has a some I don't know if it's an it's like an X, Y kind of factor like uh, like that. But I do think that there is some kind of correlation there of like, obviously, the more tuition, uh, the, the higher enrollment you're going to have, maybe tuition won't have to be raised as much because they're going to have to sustain the revenue that's coming in. And you even said they might not even be able to, even with the tuition increase, they still are going to be short uh, on their budget. And we can talk about that. But one thing I wanted to talk about was, I think it's super interesting that, you know, the whole thing of with athletics of why we need to pour more money into this is because, you know, they get more publicity for the university and that with their success and stuff like that, it's going to attract more people. This is the best year that athletics has had in, I mean, like, overall with everything in yeah not 57 years for the football team the basketball team uh was the highest seed in Mm -hmm. seven eight or in eight years um baseball's had good recruiting classes uh just all these different things um where you have sustained success volleyball women's basketball all of it and yet the whole idea of especially the athletic department they come to the regions and they or to they go they go to the university and say we need more money we're going to actually help um it's going to increase enrollment through our success yet we've had one of the best years of athletic success and yet they're you said that the regents are saying that they're actually expecting a decline in enrollment again um if you want to talk a little bit about that how does like how does that even make sense so to say honestly don't know how that makes sense albert i'm at a I'm at almost a blank at <laughs> why why aren't students wanting to come here that's, yeah. that's the main question i have right now yeah i just feel like obviously if it's like you know it's just like you're you're getting like two two stories it's almost like on one end you have athletics saying you know we're gonna if we put more money into it it's gonna attract more students but you just had your best athletic year and they're still getting a decline in students overall i don't know if that just goes down to the market of new mexico or if it just goes down uh you you can't say it's cost because it's as we've seen even for something like parking it's going to be cheaper to come here uh rather than unm um and it's just like these little things that after a while it's like i feel like the university can only go so far with you know increasing the money that it's getting with athletics and that is to say too that um athletics is like getting almost half of what um not half, but it's getting a fraction of what UNM athletics is getting. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if we're using those people, I guess, as a, uh, so to say, a um, kind of like as a benchmark, I don't know if you saw over at UNM, they have their own problems right now with their athletic department where yeah. the regents are really mad at them. And, um, and so to say, so I feel like that's one of the most underlying things that I guess the average person, just because they're going to care about, oh, do they win or do they lose? Oh, well, if they need more money to win, just give them the money. But that's taken away from a lot of valuable things and a lot of cuts are going to happen because of that. 
And that was one of the main things, I think, when you went to that Regents meeting, um, yeah. there were people protest, not protesting, mm-hmm. but um, speaking out against, hey, we're, the, that money's going to get taken away, basically. Yeah, that money was, um, it was about $1.5 million that uh-huh. was supposed to fund academics. And the athletics department asked for that transfer to their department. But I guess one of my things is, is First of all, the the athletic department is already in debt, you know, mm-hmm. and why would we be taking away from academics, which this is an academic university. This isn't, you know, last chance you where you go to learn about football. I literally ju- <laughs> that's crazy. I'm watching that on Netflix right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't even know how you know about that. That's like yeah, I've watched it. <laughs> you, it's crazy. I'm on season mm-hmm. two right now. It's it's <laughs> literally crazy. Um, That's just that's just a side note. Crazy series on Netflix. Last chance you East Mississippi Community College. I'm. I'm just shocked at like what I was talking to Derek about that the other day. Who's uh, who's the managing editor here. I was talking to him and he was like, he didn't know about it. I think he's going to start watching it. anyways. Side note. But yeah, it's not last chance you. It's not literally like literally at that community college of like a town of 700. That literally is the only thing that they mm-hmm. have going for them. Football. And they have no academics there. And they even have like a whole episode on there of it's like, yeah, I mean, you got to get a 2.5, got to get a 2.5 GPA and all this stuff. Um, yeah. I don't, it's a weird dynamic, I guess we can say, right? It's, it's, it's kind of something that's, I don't know if it's just particular to the state of New Mexico, especially like with the budget concerns that have been here for what, two, three years, especially with like the, with the economic downturn of 2016 in the summer. But there, there does seem to be like, uh, there seems to be two people. There's, there's a, uh, there's a sports or athletics and then it's academics. Yeah. And it's almost kind of a leave. It's kind of been elevated to this, like, like all across the state with the two main universities. It's almost like a fight for funds. Mm -hmm. And it's been more prevalent now that money's getting tighter. Would you agree? I agree. And like I said before, this is an academic university, not an athletic university. Um, So I think that that money, it was rightfully um, passed that it stayed in in the academics. So, but I mean, other than that, is there... I guess anything else that, um, in terms of like news, I, it, it's a lot of stuff and we've written articles You and listeners can go uh, look at this on animusroundup.com. Uh, a lot of these kind of, these kind of articles that detail some of these, um, I think that that's one story that we'll probably write and we're actually, you're actually in another one of our, um, one of our multimedia people here that you're working on a, on a pretty big story, hopefully, of kind of like some naming things here on yeah. on the university. Hopefully, once that's published, maybe we can have you back on and talk about that as well. But uh, any other, um, I guess, just like events, anything else that's happened that you want to touch on? or? Um, I think right now students need to really be concerned um, about the tuition increase. So right now... For this year, it costs $7,122 for a full-time undergraduate student to attend this university. And so with the 3.5 tuition increase, the cost is going to be $7,371. It's supposed to bring in a a few more million dollars, about $2 million more. Yet the university is still going to be about $350,000 short to balance the budget. And one of the reasons the tuition was increased was to... Um, increased pay for staff and faculty, which is really great. We want our faculty to stay here. We don't want them to leave. But um, 
that will continue to discourage if we continue having these tuition increases i think that's going to continue to discourage people from coming to this university yeah yeah i mean yeah i i agree 100 percent too it's going to be really interesting to see especially during the summer how this whole thing kind of plays out mm-hmm. um and to add on to all this you're gonna have a new chancellor that's going to be deciding a lot of where some of these yeah. funds are going to be allocated not all of them like tuition and stuff like that but you know administrative uh positions and who's getting raises here who's not getting raises on certain places so that's just going to ha- add another layer um nmsu's in a very tricky situation right now i don't know if we've ever it's like it's really at a crossroads i'd say going into the summer there's a there's clearly a path of growth um tuition increase or, or uh, enrollment increase mm-hmm. um, and a lot of different things that are I'm, I'm even thinking of stuff like you know like Arrowhead out there where they're they have a chance of getting like some more business development um, there's a ton of stuff but then on the other end there's also like we could slide back into the last three years of what the university was with budgets being even tighter more cuts coming make when they had to cut like faculty positions staff positions just two summers ago things like that I really feel like this is the summer that's going to decide where is this university going to go mm-hmm. for the next five, ten years almost and setting it up in that way. So it's going to be really interesting to see. And hopefully we can be covering that not only this summer, but also especially next year and uh, to close out this school year as well. But um, I think that should do it for uh, for this short episode of the uh, of this podcast. And hopefully we can uh, start doing these a little more consistent uh, next next week as well. Um, but any last things to say, Alana? signing off um signing off i just want to say that nmsu does pride itself on being in uh the most affordable college in the state and with the highest academics and if we want to continue you know holding that reputation some things are going to be neat some things are going to need to change yeah definitely yeah well thanks for coming on um yeah definitely and for all you listeners thanks for thanks for listening to this episode of the nmsu uh news and culture podcast uh, we'll be back uh, next week, hopefully, um, with uh, with some guests uh, and also with our uh, sports podcast. That's going to be uh, coming back next week as well. Um, so be looking out for that. And in the meantime, be sure to check us out on nmsuroundup.com uh, for all uh, content. Got a lot of stuff uh, going up uh, over this past weekend that went up as well as uh, things this week that are going to. Uh, a lot of good stories, a lot of news stories and things like that. Um, so uh, I encourage everyone to go on there and we'll see you all next time. Thank you. Mm-hmm.